right? There's no writings. You're not finding books or etchings, except for the etchings it does. So, except for I, no kill I. No kill I, exactly. So, which uh, is the name of a Trek theme punk again, band? It's by just the like way, it's. Which it, makes me happy. Wait, really? Oh, nice. Yes, I want to listen to them immediately. Post haste. Oh man, that's great. I'm gonna put them on during dinner. Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm Abby. And I'm Paul. And welcome to Three to Beam Up. Today we are going to talk about The Devil in the Dark, Season 1, Episode 25. So, first off, everything in this episode looks great and very high budget. <laughs> that is my main point for this entire episode. I mean, I will agree with you about the sets. I noticed the sets multiple times going, I really like the look of this set a whole lot. I like the colors. I like the design of it. I think it looks super cool. But wait, but wait, it's not just the sets because also the costumes match, which is better than a lot of the episodes. There is well, that. although the there are some weird episodes. colors. <laughs> oh yeah, that one guy Scott is <laughs> in purple for no reason. Yeah. Oh, the magenta suit. Yeah. <laughs> I like it though. Like no, if, I don't. I don't if, dislike if the, it. The guy in charge of the base was in that. That it would make a little more sense. But yeah, he was like chief engineer or something. He was a jerk. I don't remember exactly, but he was. He yeah, was it was just one like of those him. where like you know they have a schedule and on Tuesdays you're supposed to wear yellow and he just woke up and thought it was Ignored a Monday it. or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, you know what? I'm too good for this schedule. I'm going to go murder some some baby infant aliens instead. And it's going to be fun. Well, the caves are fantastic. But I think you're probably referring to the fact that the Horda itself doesn't look very high budget. But its eggs look good. The eggs do actually look okay. I'm fine with the eggs. The eggs are actually just beach balls, like spray painted, I guess. I like that. Yeah. It makes them more exciting. Are there any... um... Are there any land animals that lay perfectly spherical eggs? I hadn't thought to look this up, but the thought just Yeah, don't mind. ostriches? No. Ostriches lay eggs that are egg-shaped. Really? <laughs> yes. Have you never I, seen yeah, an ostrich no, egg? I'm, I'm with Abby yeah. on that one. I definitely have seen an ostrich egg. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the kind of authority I speak to my class with, and that usually works. That, uh, yeah, I think the thought would be that 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 must protect it structurally. Then only so fish eggs are round, but then you're dealing with yeah. surface surface tension of water, where that would be in a more efficient shape. What about um, insects? Ooh. But I don't know what their shapes are because insects are gross. But not all I insects. I feel like some of them are round. Most insects are gross. What about bees? I don't like them. What about okay, ants? I like bees. Bees are cool. Ants are cool. Bees can stay. No, ants are horrible. They get in your house and they're awful and I hate them. But yeah. did you know that insects can't see red? Now you we know. have gone into the weeds. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we have we have left the horde behind. Anyway. That was so, quick. That was it was. Quick. It was quick. That was a very fast. Um, See, this is what happens okay. when we don't get enough so talking in the before episode, an episode. The episode starts out and they're like, hey, there's like a dozen of us and it's super dangerous down here. The starts out like and super like... It's ominous. It's it's happening. Like the well, episode starts. Tell me pretty why great. why is that one guy who's also not a great actor? Let's pass that out there. No, he's not. Um, I, did ooh. not get the directing cues on the attitudes he was supposed to be feeling. No, um, but he. It's like oh, this is super dangerous down here. People get killed all the time. Like if you see it, you're gonna die. Um, <laughs> and then they're like, "Cool, see you in a while. Bye." All twelve of us are leaving, and he dies immediately. <laughs> it's like, like why? they're not even out of the hallway, and no, he's dead. No. Could could they have left two people though? Yeah, right? why don't they leave pairs? It was like, very confusing. I did not understand at all why no, they that left. Was, well, and why was there a whole group leaving behind a security detail anyway? <laughs> It doesn't make sense. Security in this whole episode was kind of problematic. Like, the Enterprise's security team was kind of bad at their jobs this whole time. The planet security teams were bad at their jobs the whole time. Like, this is not a great security team episode for anybody. Yeah, that's all true. 
It was just, it was a thing, but it's it's fine. But it's a like it's a pretty exciting opener, though. Like it's yeah, really ominous it establishes and it's like suspense. Peril. It, it also establishes that these guys are pretty dumb, right? Yes, there is that. Um, mm-hmm. They are pretty dumb. Well, they need a lot of help. But for once, the Enterprise comes and the away party actually makes sense. Does I think. it? Yes. Here's why. So they need stones <laughs> to do like medical stuff. And then they actually need the people in charge because it's a safe, established colony. And they like need to bring down administrative personnel. So I think it actually does sort of make sense. I mean, At least more sense than in other episodes. Um, I can kind of see that. Like, I can see Kirk at least, like, stopping down to be like, hey, you're an important colony and we're here to help and yeah, whatever. And I can see Spock being sent because he is the science officer and, like, this makes sense. But I don't know that Bones needs to be there. Other, I mean, I guess to investigate the medical findings, but there's really no bodies left. So, like, what's he, he's investigating goo. Well, he also needs to be there to be sassy to Spock. Well, but that's just every day. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Bones has some great lines too. So does Spock. He, Spock um, is, it's great. So I'll jump lines. on the the memory alpha that this is the first time he says I'm um I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. Yes, it is. First time the doctor. Hope was in our bingo. Well, we'll, we'll find, find out. Later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So a lot of, I guess it does start out well. Um, <laughs> Paul, do you have a block against this episode? I've got a ton of notes. Like... I've just got a lot of notes. <laughs> This is like the best episode. No one could be mad about this episode. Well, I know that Chelsea, you are on record of saying this is one of your favorites, and I think and Abby, Abby too. said that as well. Yeah, I, I do love this episode. Although I, I have I have some notes this time too. I, I mean, I, I haven't watched questions. it in a while. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while either. I have a lot of questions. Um, I is mean, one there... of your questions: What is Pergeum? No, that that's kind of hand weaving off away, right? It's it's stupid unobtainium or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's made up resource, right? It's it's something that. Um, they did say this entire planet is like super nutrient rich, though. Um, that they've dug here, but it's like everywhere they dig, they've got tons of precious metals, rare earth metals, and whatever whatever this is that they need and never talk about again. Yeah. Um, so it, I mean, you could could raise the question of like, well, the whole planet's full of this stuff. Why not just like dig in a different direction, or like just why not have more than one mining station? Would be a much better question. Um, if they have an entire planet to work with. Um, and I get it that if they already have an established mining base here, they wouldn't want to move it um, without cause, but it seemed like you'd have a bigger operation than this. If it was like you could stop mining everywhere else in the galaxy and have all the gold and platinum and rare earth metals you need. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> like, why aren't there hundreds of mining bases on this planet? Well, you don't want to strip mine anywhere, right? I mean, I think that's their idea. Yeah, it does that's what they're talking like that about. That might be the idea because, like, there's no life. There's nothing really there. They're just gonna like use this planet and then throw it away. Except, spoiler: there is life. There is life. Will find a way. Well, yeah, but they well, didn't know that. Now they obviously can't. Now they have to be careful. Yeah. Although, how careful do they have to be since, like, the the breeding cycle of the Horda is like. Oh, well, we'll get to that, here. boy. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get thing. to that later. We'll that's talk about the thing. anatomy and physiology of the Horda. Well, um, <laughs> they, I mean, but they can't, like, destroy the whole planet because the Horda, like, needs it to live. Yeah, but it doesn't need the... Well, boy. Well, we don't know. What does it eat? Good question. Rocks. So they can't take know. everything away from the planet. I kind or, of feel like they absorb stuff or something. Is it the metals? Rocks. Is it the pergeum? No, because at the end, then <laughs> no. it's like, then they're helping mine the Pergeum, so no. Okay. I don't know what the Horda eats. I mean... Because <laughs> it's a big creature. Let's just toss out there that I don't think the writer of the episode knew what the Horda eats. I think that's accurate. I don't think... Well, the best part... Okay, so here's my favorite thing that I learned uh, about this episode. 
Uh, the costume for the Horda was the first thing created about this episode. <laughs> the designer created the costume for the Horda, went into a writer's office and was like, how cool is this? And they were like, it's pretty cool. I'm going to write an episode around it. And this is what happened. <laughs> but it's True such a good story. episode. What, I mean, that. I respect that. I respect that. I do too. I think it's amazing. It is my favorite fact. <laughs> like, I love it so much. It gives me such joy. But it does mean that they did maybe not think quite too hard about all of the wherefores and whys of yeah. uh, of, of the Horda. <laughs> so bef- I guess before we get into all the Horda stuff, um, right? I guess I have a well, I have a few other questions. Um, I do. I did notice Spock and McCoy. I think McCoy made more mistakes than than um, Spock, but Spock kept saying silicon, and McCoy kept saying silicone. Um, and yeah, I did notice that too. Um, I didn't care. <laughs> I, I didn't care too much. I was like, huh, that's a weird, like that they wouldn't, that he just probably read it wrong in the script and nobody, <laughs> the director did not catch it, did not it's care. It's silicone, right? Uh, it should be silicon, I think is the way. Yeah, they, I think it's silicon. Uh, the way oh. they've talked about it. Um, this is important information. It would be more, it would make more sense from a ele- element based standpoint, right? Yes. Um, which so also they said on Memory Alpha, they had originally used a different element. They didn't say yes. what the original writer yeah. had. And then somebody said, that seems theoretically impossible. Um, so it's probably like... You're which, right. okay, here's my thing. I, I have had this thing for a long time. And not only about this specific episode of Star Trek, but about science fiction in general. All right. If you have a life form that is not based on carbon. Sure. In your science fiction, in the world, in the universe, whatever. Why... We obviously do not recognize this in our science as, you know, a life form. It's not how we recognize life. It's not how we kind of categorize life. It's not in our science, that kind of stuff. If it's in science fiction, why does it matter what it's based on? Because we don't know. If there is a a silicon-based life form or another elemental-based life form, we wouldn't have any idea how to deal with it ever because... It's not the same, and our science wouldn't work. And I just this whole this whole thing when people get up in arms about this is impossible. I'm like, how do you know it's impossible? We just never have run into it before. So yeah. it's my whole. I just I have a whole thing with this, and it's it's very rambly and confusing, even to me. No, I I, I, I agree. I, I agree with you that <laughs> um, right, and we see this in a lot of episodes where at certain like with that element that they made up. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> like they could have said this thing was that based. Sure. Um or GM been like, based life. Be like yeah. fine. Yeah, whatever. Um and yeah, and then you don't have to worry about shoehorning it into how would this work. Um Well, but I think the issue is that it's an oxygen atmosphere, right? Yeah, but that's not well, necessarily so, problematic. It, yeah, it, it's I mean, if if it's an el- if it's a life form based not on carbon on any other element you want to think of. No, it's not going to react with the world and the rest of the elements the way we do, but that doesn't mean it can't react with the other elements, is my thing. Yeah, and like, it's, it's like, there's nothing that's special about silicon. Like, if you took some pure elemental silicon and just set it out in an oxygen-rich environment, it's not going to explode or, like, right. die. Um, or decay. And it's also questionable if this thing breathes at all. Right, um, if But it I, needs, I, I, I think yeah. this is where they sort of, when you start to walk into this and you... I mean, to some degree, half-ass it, right? They say, well, what if it was silicon-based? And then they said, well, I guess it would be made of silicon and eat silicon and breathe silicon. <laughs> it's like, well, we're carbon-based, but that doesn't mean we, like, eat <laughs> graphite carbon and diamonds. And, yeah. and um, we, need, we need hydrocarbons. Oh, wait, we and like carbon. We, uh, we expel carbon we dioxide. Expel carbon. Yeah. <laughs> we breathe oxygen. And, you know, we process lots of things in the air that are non-problematic yeah that are not yeah like um carbon is a waste product of us um right. in a very real sense so j- the fact that this thing is potentially eating rocks doesn't necessarily follow right um yeah in this hypothetical you could have a humanoid that is silicon based that looks yeah. a lot like and they could have just yeah, cast a human it didn't have to look like the horda it did not have to look like a rock monster yeah. um pizza monster pizza the hut um, it does look you guys like have seen. Uh, oh, we've already yes. established that Chelsea has not seen oh, Spaceballs. Right. We have established that. <laughs> I don't Chelsea. care about that, but I know that it looks like a pizza. Chelsea, you just have to uh, Google Pizza the Hut. 
Yep. Will that get you there? Like Florida. I'm That's, sure it will. That sounds hard. Yeah, it's too hot with two T's, but <laughs> Pizza the Hut. Fine, I'm looking at it. That's a stupid horda. That's what that is. <laughs> but it's basically a horda. It is anyway. basically a horda. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I think getting that out of the way is like, it could be anything. The fact that they picked this and then kind of said everything had to be it is kind of silly, but... Well, to, to that point, I think it's weird how Bones is kind of an idiot saying that, like, the life form is impossible. Yeah. Well, this is my point, too. I'm like, it's science fiction. I'm like, you don't know anything that's, I, uh, there. you know, there's there's more than dreamt of in your philosophy, Horatio. Like, well, it's yeah. just, and, and yeah, you know. The, and a good argument for why we're carbon-based is because we're in an environment that is so carbon-rich, um, right? That if we were right. in somewhere that had much, much more extremes. Much silicon. Yeah, much more extremes than that could happen. Uh, so, yeah. again, it's a weird sort of thing. It's a um, very odd thing that I, I'm sure my brain, I'm sure there are scientists out there that are screaming at us going, you're wrong and here are all the reasons you're wrong, but I don't care. So, Well, no, because your <laughs> argument is if you just make it fiction, then anything's cool. It's like, well, yeah, then it's fiction. And yeah. it, it, it already is, right? It's science fiction. Um, so you're saying, yeah, just make up a new element and say, oh, it's that, which is maybe what the original writer was doing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't do know. love that. I do love that McCoy's solution is basically like, yeah, I had some like ready mix concrete, so I just <laughs> <laughs> I figured it's made out of concrete, so I may so as well just put some I on there. That. Maybe I am a bricklayer. Yeah, because <laughs> again, are so it's like, smart. If you he's go, the if best you go in, if you go into the sick bay and you have like a cut on your arm, it's like he's gonna rub like diamond and graphite yeah. into it. Totally, it's gonna um, work out that way. It's yeah, it's like there's. Again, but it works. Sort of, well, it works because it's fiction, right? And that's my board. That's the board I made last year. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty so. good. Well, anyway, so the reason the Horda becomes problematic, besides it killed like 50 people, is that it took that reactor reactor part or whatever. And sure. like, what's going to happen to the place? Is it going to explode? It's yeah. Gonna, like, it's going to get coated in radiation. Nobody it took a widget it. out of the cooling pump or something, right? It, yeah. it, it took part A. That keeps the pump running. And now... So how does it not dissolve through the reactor part? Bingo. Um, <laughs> right? It doesn't have hands, right? That we know of. It seems like it, its bottom side melts stuff, and there's if no visible to, hands on the top. But it doesn't top. have to, but it seems to have power Yeah, because, because it lets it Bones can... and Spock touch it. Right. Well, on the like, top it side. It have to. It seems like when it attacks someone, it like rears up like a bear oh, and yeah. falls yeah. on it. Um, so you could make the case that the bottom side is the dangerous side, I guess. Um, that opens other questions, but yeah, how did it grab that part and then take it somewhere? And why didn't it just destroy that part? That would make a lot more sense. Because if it destroyed the part, if it had the intelligence to understand that part was necessary for these people to be on this planet. Yeah, why hide it instead of destroy it? Yeah. Because plot momentum. Because, because, because plot at all. Um, yeah, that was a good question, though. Well, also, why is there no replacement part? Sure. Yeah, why wouldn't they have at least some, like, well, they, I don't know if they, like, if they don't have the part, maybe that makes sense, but if they don't have some stuff to fix. Be able to well, do it. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. Components. Because he's like, well, there's, it's just always worked, so that's why we don't have one. Well, it, it didn't, it wasn't like, I don't know, I, I didn't listen to it too deep, but I thought it was part of the, like, cooling process or something, right? Something, something. Which doesn't seem that complex, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, considering well, I mean, Scotty, Scotty was at least able to MacGyver something for a, a short time, so well, it can't have been too horribly complex. But and the um, yeah, and it's a nuclear reactor, right? So the the implication is they have a cooling pump that's cooling the reactor. Um, yeah, and without that, then they're either going to have to turn off the reactor, which fu- fuels all the life support, right. or um, or keep the reactor on and it'll go into meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but you know. think that if the problem was just a pump, they could rig a lot of things. Yeah, you think, but I don't know that it was. It was, yeah, it was. It, it was MacGuffin. Well, it not to crazy. mention yeah, they have MacGuffin, replicators, right. so can't they just essentially three D print anything they want? Well, but they, I don't know that they've established that they have replicators yet. Yeah, honestly, that's always a question in the that's, US. That's the that yeah. 
Really? Are we at like episode 20? It's 25, but I don't remember how soon replicators are introduced and yeah. if they're only really replicating At first, I think food. they're really only used for food, yeah. Uh, and uh, by, by writer, too. So, like, this writer yeah. hadn't known that other uh, writers had maybe used it. You know, that's fair. Yeah, okay. That makes um, sense. I will say that what's... Um, how do phasers work? Good question. No, yeah, no, phaser no, one and we two. We just know that phaser two is more powerful. Well, it's like stun and kill, right? We could just put that on there. But um, what are phasers doing <laughs> to hurt things? Well, they use phasers to blast through walls, right? All the yes, time. but Melt I was doors. thinking that the phaser two is like a military-grade weapon, and that's why Starfleet has it, but these miners don't. That's fair. But, yeah, that's no, that, no, I didn't. I don't have problems with them having two separate weapons. Like that makes sense, whatever. But but aren't they basically doing the same thing? And even if the Phaser One isn't as powerful as Phaser Two, like I I can't imagine it still doesn't do some kind of damage to, to the, the Horda. Horda. Yeah. Even if it's not very strong damage, it would still damage it. Well, I think the question would be why is silicon immune to uh, an energy Phaser discharge damage. from yeah. yeah. Um, Photonic yeah, energy. Yeah, I don't know. And so they just say, that. oh, we changed the setting from carbon to silicon, and now it works. Yeah, or <laughs> something. Like, you know, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, and it was also really fast and easy to do that. Yeah, just spun the dial, right? Never <laughs> yeah. have to, don't have to <laughs> do that. It's fine. Probably got a phosphorus under there. Uh... <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that only one red shirt died. They sound like eight red shirts. Well, I mean, the, but one... there was still... There, I think there was only one actual red shirt, but there was also the guy at the beginning. A few miners, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A few miners died, you know. It was... Yeah. It was... I mean, it was a relatively low body count. Most of the body count was off screen beforehand. Mm. So, eh, that's fine. I really like the piece of the Horda that comes off, and I like yeah. how it, like, <laughs> kind of breathes. pulsing. And how could they... <laughs> why, well, how can they slash why would they hold it? Um, if, if it was <laughs> when shown they to know be... it's like acidic or yeah, something. Yeah, Kirk does that like three times. Like he almost touches the tunnel, and Spock's like, "No, no, Captain, don't touch. Like <laughs> you're gonna burn yourself." <laughs> okay, so is it burning them with heat, or essentially it corroding no, them it, with acid? It was, acid? No, there was corrosion. It was they were talking about how it was corroding it. Yeah, I think they it has talk acid. about corrosion a whole bunch. They do, but then there's a whole bunch of times where they talk about heat. And there's the well, scene they, where well, it, like, comes... Well, corrosion will cause heat, won't it, a lot of times? I mean, it could. It's not going to create, like, smoldering ashes. Um, it's going to create, like, a gooey ooze. Yeah. Which is... Uh, when you start, right, at the beginning of the episode, and they have, like, the outline of the guy, um, <laughs> that, like, charred outline, it's like, well, yeah. that is... That's not... That doesn't really track... Well, maybe it's both acid and heat. Maybe it's a double. It's Guess a you the double. Salt, fat, acid, heat. Are we cooking now? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about? <laughs> yeah, maybe it both like cuts through with water. Both. Use or maybe flour? heat is the byproduct of out? like the chemical <laughs> reaction it uses to make whatever the chemicals are. I mean, that's a good question of how, if it is using acid. How is it generating enough acid to basically melt a human body at any given time? Or to melt through, like, kilometers of rock in a circular pattern larger than itself? I don't yeah. know. But I accept it. Because <laughs> <laughs> from the sheer... Well, and if it is using acid to melt rock, where is that rock slurry going? The same question if you're heating Yeah, it. it's true. Um, Which is why it seemed like it was maybe eating it, or like passing it through its. I don't know. That's maybe the best. If you were saying it's doing like a one in one out <laughs> metabolizing of rock into acid. That's actually yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's a that solves it. Obviously, I'm that brilliant. does not work. But um, you know, sure. That's the most we'll reasonable it. I've we'll heard. Go with it. I, I, don't know. I should write science fiction. How many people work here? It seems like way more than they show. Like it seems like they okay. talk about it like it's an established colony, even. So there's sure. a lot of like, like several families. And so does stuff. that say like that? Does that mean like thousands or hundreds? Well, because fifty people die and they're like concerned, but they're but not, not like, like super. Yeah, like they've called Starfleet, but that's about it. But then, how can all the survivors fit on the Enterprise? Yeah, that's another question. 
Like, how many people can the Enterprise hold and then support? Well, so they say there's 100 people left, right? And there were 50 killed. So it's at least 150. It is a question of, like, are they mining by hand? Because it, it really doesn't seem like if you had one mining outpost, you would need a staff that large. No. I don't know. It's, it I, would, I really don't know. It would hopefully be all automated, right? I would think so. Especially if you're mining things like uranium, which they are. Well, uh, I don't know. List. They're probably mostly, well, that was the other thing. I would think they'd be mostly like engineers and scientists, but they didn't seem like smartness wise. <laughs> they to did be. not seem oh smartness gosh, wise. No. <laughs> that because, foreman, man. Oh, man. But like, right? Like, if this is the future, yeah, most of it's going to be done with machines, and like the people who are there are going to be taking care of problems, like yeah. engineering and stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Um,. Yeah. But, like, then they become an angry mob and try to, like, storm they the horde so up. They so quickly become an angry mob. So quickly. Oh, my gosh. Man, I've got lots, I've got other things. Um, how do tricorders work? <laughs> they can be adjusted I mean, easily. They can do whatever you want. So I think w- they pick up elements. Well, so the, that that's the question, right? Because they use tricorders all the time, and they'll be like, yeah, there's, like, a person on the other side of this wall. Um, But it doesn't really seem like tricorders are just being like oh there's a blob of carbon on the other side of the wall you would had to adjust you'd want to well but carbon would be a horrible thing to look for if you were looking for people oh yeah um because there's carbon all over um it must be like the composition of a person yeah it's but even that but that would be the trick right you'd be looking for other things and just like oh there's a big old pile of carbon um because then if you had like a, a crate of potatoes you'd be like oh there's a person in that room um, well, they usually, like, especially in later series, they're like, well, there's, like, five, like, hominid life forms. Or, like, five humanoid But those, in later series, they have basically, like, kind of x-ray scanners almost. Sure. Like, I mean... I'm just saying, if you were looking for, if you're trying to identify humans, just saying, just saying a tricorder is a carbon detector is a pretty bad way to do it. Um, no, my impression was that it could do, like, any combination of things, too. Yeah, so... the it seems like they would have picked this up and said, hey, there's something moving or there's something yeah. m- metabolizing, right? Something that is... Um... Well, did the miners have tricorders? Good question. Because I didn't um, see any till Spock got there. I suppose you'd want to look for something that would just broke... Um, yeah, that would, that was um, basically producing energy. That was metabolizing energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, you'd think, though, that, like, why would you set out, like, not have a tricorder in your... Like mining colony, which really has to be more like a scientific colony. Do they not point. have cameras either? Because you're like, <laughs> one guy saw it once. <laughs> kind like, of, out you... of the corner of his eye. <laughs> Before he ran. <laughs> could you not just set up some cameras and be like, okay, now now, guy we're going to sacrifice in the opening scene. Well, these are all 21st camera. century solutions. I suppose so. Yeah, but I mean, they have plenty of other episodes where some somebody is watching on a concealed camera. Yeah, that's like, true. That's, Mark Gideon. Um, or uh, Mirror Mirror. Yeah. Mirror Mirror, um, the uh, Requiem for Methuselah. I mean, a lot of them do that. And yeah, they do have cameras on set. You know, yeah. they're using it to film They know this. how cameras work. <laughs> Confirmed. They know cameras are a thing. <laughs> <laughs> they are writing for television. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Could they just beam this thing out to space before they decide to save it, obviously? But... Probably. Because Spock was like, yeah, I've identified it. It's over there. I've pinpointed its location. Isn't that all they well, need to beam moves something really up? Well, fast. I think, but they'd have to have it still. So, I mean, I don't know that that would work. It stops moving a lot of times. Sometimes, yeah. But, like, they have to find it. And like, then it when they sleeps. find it, it's usually moving. No, no, but Spock's able to find it on the tricorder and be like, it's, like, a mile that way. I don't know. Maybe don't it's know. so far down in the rock they can't. That's, that's the argument I would probably make is that the teleporters are blocked by rock. But they teleported down. So Yeah, they even teleported well, they McCoy teleported down. teleported like the base or something. So I'm sure they have like a teleporting pad in the base. All right. I've asked tons of questions. You guys must have notes. <laughs> I have notes, but a lot of my, my notes aren't actually, there are a lot of, <laughs> this episode, I, this episode is ridiculous. I love this episode. Is are a lot of my notes. The one note I do have that um, I am still angry about and can't believe I have never thought about or noticed before, or if I have, I just forgot. That there are no women in this episode. There are none. 
There is one at the very end on the bridge. She walks through for about 30 seconds. Huh. And I guess you can argue that the Horda is female, but that is all. <laughs> and I am mildly angry about it. Yeah, that's a good point. There isn't I... even one. <laughs> nope. Nope. There is literally one crew member that is a woman in this episode, and she walks across the bridge for about two seconds at the very end. And that of the might have episode. just been stocks footage. And that <laughs> might have been stock. So who even knows? Yeah, There's... there is. N- her is not in this episode. Rand, Christine, well, it's a lot nobody... of red shirts, right? Are, are There's there... a lot of red shirts. Are are red shirts ever women? Uh, I don't know. The security team in the original series of anybody is ever a woman. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, right? they do have. Point. They have. They have team members of color. I will give them that. Yeah, but that is all. And yeah, I had, uh, I was like halfway through this episode before I was like something's super weird. What is super? I'm like, there's no women. There are no women. None. Well, Abby. We can't offend delicate lady sensibilities by putting them in security details or mining operations. I suppose you're correct. That will not work. But yeah, but it is, I did read on Emory Alpha, this is the only ETOS episode um, that there are no women in speaking roles. So there is that at least. Wow. But it, it exists. I'm surprised so, that there's only one. I actually kind of am too. Um, um, I'm mildly shocked by. But yeah, it is, it is the only Yeah, that isn't typical for the series. That there are no women speaking roles. But yeah. It is also um, the only TOS episode to open with a teaser with no one from the Enterprise crew. Which I kind of liked. I think more of them. I thought it was cool yeah. too. Yeah, I, I like liked that it. too. I like they that. use that in later series all the time. As oh, yeah. Like a stock yeah, yeah. opener. For sure. But um, I did like the opener. But yeah. So I just, that is the one like note I have that I'm just like, if I do not talk about this, I will explode. <laughs> Well, I have a note, and it's that, and I know we've said this before, Leonard Nimoy is such a good actor. Yes, yes, he is. He was just standing yes, there is. with, like, a pizza monster. <laughs> and like, emoting so hard. <laughs> and it looks terrible. And, like, he has to but know it amazing. looks terrible. <laughs> and he, oh. like, what does he do with his voice where he's like, makes that weird voice? He's just so awesome. He does a different voice? Might yeah, be. but it's, like, he really, it's really acting. good. It's so good. <laughs> He's so, Chelsea, can you make other voices with your voice? No, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. cannot be the Horta. Not like he can. <laughs> He's masterful. Leonard Man. Nimoy, too good he, for this world. Is this the only time that he does a mind meld without touching a thing? I don't know. I I thought about that too, though. Because well, I was like, oh, okay, he's walking over to touch it. And then he gets like kind of like, close and he's like, pain, mm, pain. Pain, um, pain. It's forever. Like, why? That, that, opens up, that opens up a door. That I yeah. do not think they have. Uh, no, they never explored because that would mean that Vulcans can basically just kind of mind read. <laughs> like if I you're sitting in a chair next implied. to something, you could just kind of rotate towards. Them. Yeah, and you know, fix your hands a certain way and just read their minds. Yep. Um. Yeah. No, that's problematic. I but... know. I kind of thought that's what has always been implied that like Spock like shields a lot. No, he he's always touching. Right? He touches. Oh your yeah, faces he to touches your face and stuff. But yeah, I mean, he does eventually have to touch the horde to get to get to get the full effect. But but I yeah. mean, what I mean is like they could to some extent do it without touching. I don't know. That made sense to me. Like a betazoid. Yeah. Well, the betazoids are empaths. They don't really and they don't they, get they, thoughts, they can mind right? read with each other, and they but get... they can't necessarily do it with other people. And they only get I thought feelings. betazoids could do it with Vulcans. Isn't there a TNG episode Maybe about that? Maybe with Vulcans they can, but like it, it's it's not a like absolute given i'm pretty sure this has been explored in other series is that vulcans like are telepaths and they are like touch telepathy is their main specialty but like they can do other things yeah i I would and i'm pretty sure this episode is what established it well but not again i think that it's only with vulcans and it's always touch based yeah um, I don't know. I think in other episodes, like they commu- like they often communicate telepathically with other species and other series. Not well. There's very few Vulcans in other series, like Tuvok. Um, yeah, is about it, right? Um, well, in Enterprise, what's her face? Well, okay, yeah. it's almost non-canonical, but. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who likes Enterprise. I, I, I like Enterprise. Enough, I, 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 I need to give Enterprise another shot. But, but um, Enterprise Tupac, is good. I think you should Tupac watch does it. a lot of stuff uh, in Voyager. Um, but again, it, it is largely all touch-based, I think. He's not just like sitting down reading people's minds across the room. Right. 
I don't know. I'm pretty sure I, I, like I could be wrong. somewhere. Um, oh, I will think more on it. Anyway, it's very... Uh, Spock is both in-character and out-of-character moments. Like, when he urges yes, that to, uh, to like, kill the creature would be a crime against science. Very in-character. But then very out-of-character when he's like, no, Jim, kill it no matter what. Yeah, I know. I, I, I have that... Oh, my God. I, I have that note, too, where I'm just, like, so... Jim is saying, don't use violence immediately, and Spock <laughs> is. What's happening? Have they switched bodies? I'm confused. I wonder if it was one of those where, right, it, it would make a lot more sense if Spock was the one who walked down the tunnel and found it. Yeah, so they Kirk just switched there, the dialogue. Yeah, And I wonder if Kirk said no, or Chapner said, no, that's, I want that better part in this No, scene. I don't know that that's true because um, I think, I think it was just they didn't do it very well because here's the problem with Spock finding it instead of Kirk. Kirk is not going to listen to Spock going, don't kill it, Jim. He's just going to automatically shoot it. So you kind of have to have Kirk have the change of heart where he goes, I'm not going to kill this right now. But at the same time, it doesn't make a lot. It would have made a little bit more sense if like Bones had come up and like, because he wouldn't even, even Bones would be like, Kill it, definitely kill it, but he also wouldn't um, shoot it right away. Also, Whereas Kirk would, I think. As an aside, do either of you know how many uh, yards are in a mile? No, a lot. I don't think the writer does either. So a lot. <laughs> so toss out a number, Chelsea. Isn't it like five thousand? Abby, do you no, say a higher or like, lower than that? It's it's lower. It's like twelve something or wait, what's a yard? Closer. Am I thinking meters? Oh wait, no, I'm thinking feet. Yeah, Chelsea, you're pretty close on feet. Uh, it's about a third of that, so 1,700 yards, 5,100-ish. Yeah, uh, well, but so they say, like, when they split off the... They're like, oh, this tunnel splits and then joins again in a few thousand yards. Um, <laughs> That's a really like long ways. two to three miles is yeah. what they're saying. And Kirk's, Kirk's like, yeah, we'll just meet up when they join again well also the the well there's two tunnels there's two of us let's split up i'm like yeah when you're chasing a monster good yeah. good good call well but good then the implication call. since kirk's tunnel get blocked blocked off is that spock runs all the way to the end of his a few miles and then all the way back a yeah it doesn't yeah. make sense um no it does not make sense but wait guys i found in my notes um a point about spock's telepathy um, there is at least one other instance in this episode that shows he's like a telepath without touching. And it's when Spock in that scene notes that they're being watched by an oh, alien. Oh, yeah. I, I have a note about that, too, where I was just like, how does he know? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and Kirk's like intuition. And he's like, no, I know, which implies some sort of telepathy. Or te- it could also just be that he rolled, he rolled his survival check well. <laughs> <laughs> like nat 20 <laughs> yeah our perception he's got a high passive perception <laughs> um, i'm just saying it seems like he's a telepath i, I think know. it's one of those where he is just like it's tracking right it's it's that idea of he's he's observant of the area around them and he is yeah passive perception would be the way to describe it in D. yeah maybe I don't know. Um, I, I don't. I don't have an opinion. Though. He also tosses out some odds when they're. Um... Oh yeah, I have. I'm like nice one. I C- love those odds. C three PO. Yeah right. C three PO. There's no way that number works. Is, no, no, it's there is not. No, well, it definitely there's... works. It works 100. percent What are you talking about? Well, I think there's a hundred room down there, right? And it's like, well, if the odds were the same that either of them were killed, right? It's all this like weird. Probability. It was, a, it was. I mean, I was not really listening because numbers, but like, I was also kind of like, I can't imagine any of this is accurate. But yeah. Okay. Cool. No. Well, because the idea would be that if if it was just a one in one hundred odds that either of them got killed, then that's pretty simple. But right. Lots of correlated errors there in terms of like, if one of them is killed and is near the other, then it increases the odds of them being killed. Or if they're farther, then yeah, yeah there so. was a whole lot. Of stuff. Makes no sense. Yeah. There's no way to get to two what no. two thousand two hundred twenty eight point seven to one. Whatever. Very, very 3PO, though. It was very 3PO. I was just like, hmm. The odds of survival. Never tell me the odds is what I want Nick Kirk to say. That's what I want. Yeah, boy, that would have been great. (laughs) Oh, that would have been great. No, he likes it. He's very reassured by it. It was hilarious. I liked it. So, can we say that the ending of this, um, if you haven't seen it before, um, and I showed this, I had this as extra credit to my class last year, and a lot of people who had never seen it watched it. Um, 
so the ending of this is actually very surprising to a lot of people. And I think it's um like really good classic trek and yes. really good um, It super is. I love I think it. The, so I like the core of it. Um I think this is one of those episodes there's very interesting things that we start to see in, in a lot of these track episodes that you have some of these episodes where the plot is just so threadbare and thin that there's like nothing. Um, and then there's episodes where there's a good plot, not much else distracting. You have plots and B plots and stuff, but I feel like this is one where the main plot is good. Like it's a really good trope and like what you just described well, is great. Yeah. I love, I love the, the thing that we think is a monster. Is not really a monster? Yes. It just depends on your point of view. I love yes. that so much. I it's think so classic track. The problem is they overwrote this to death. Um, that there's so much of this extra, tons of stuff that we've already talked about. We haven't even gotten to the one big one, like what is the anatomy of this thing? Um, but like so much of this other side stuff that is unimportant to that core idea uh, is just distracting, right? Is is all this weird stuff. Um, yeah, we haven't even gotten to the part about the, it's 50,000 year life cycle. Yeah, that's weird. I don't understand that. I think they wanted to just pick something outrageous because it's to prove the point that it's so different than us. And they do that a lot, but they didn't need to have that conversation at all, right? Um, It was overwritten there in a way that, like, is weird. Um, But before we get to that, like, what, what is the anatomy of this thing? Like, does it have sensory organs? I mean, it must because when it... The, the, I have this note too because I was like, so the Horda must be able to see somehow because it sees Kirk pointing a phaser pointing at the it. phaser. It also like, says at the end that humans are ugly. It also it, says yeah, that it says, yeah. Spock's ears are cool. Which they are. Correct, so Horda. I don't see anything that is a, a, a... That would give that sort of resolution to pick out ears. You could say that it has some... That, that it is able to detect light, right? That, that it, it could tell that photons are hitting it. So it can tell if it's sure. in a dark room or a light room. Sure. Um, but in order to resolve individual images, right, it would need lensing. Um, and there's nothing on it that has any sort of optical lensing. Maybe they're just hidden and we can't see them. Or they're made of silicon and they're different. <laughs> I mean, it would still need to focus light to a point right i mean maybe well maybe they're just maybe really small like insect a eyes different way. okay insect eyes are uh, you could you could argue that they are it has many very very small eyes all sort yeah. of equally distributed yeah that's what i think um but also it touches and it can feel it can't touch and feel right and that's i mean that makes sense um it probably hears our how else is it finding the people? oh boy it mm, i mean we, <laughs> we sort of flippantly say it hears it could maybe sense vibrations, right? That would maybe be maybe that too. But yeah, well, it's somehow finding the people. Sure. So and vibration, smell, something. Well, smell, okay. <laughs> um, olfactory senses. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah right. To have an olfactory system, right? Ours relies on mucous membranes, and and right. It relies on silicon. Yeah, I mean rocks. <laughs> Membrane. Everything relies on silicon because it's a silicon creature. Hey, it's Paul here in post. We talked about the anatomy of the Horda forever, so might just feel like a jump cut, but this episode would be an hour long if I didn't just cut to the end. So um, here we go. It goes to early the, Abby's earlier point that if you just say it's all fiction, then a lot of this goes away. <laughs> There's probably another way. The fifty thousand year thing, though, that is that is the thing it's that it's weird. Is is like at risk of just turning off the episode and being like, this is the maybe the single dumbest thing they've ever seen in a Trek episode. Like, and why did you? Why did a writer write that? Like, it's it's it seems extraneous and unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Well, some ridiculous right? number it's, it's, so it's, that it seems so different. Even if they said, like, whoa. Even if they said five hundred years, it's just like there's no. The only ways that would happen is culturally or evolutionarily. And there'd be no reason evolutionarily for that to come up. And then it doesn't appear that this thing has a culture since every once in a while it gets destroyed down to one. Um, <laughs> right? There's no writings. You're not finding books or etchings except for the etchings it does. 
So Except for I, no kill I. No kill I exactly. So <laughs> which uh, is the name of a Trek theme punk again, band? It's by just the way, like it's. Which it, makes me happy. Wait, really? Oh, nice. Yes, I want to listen to them immediately. Post haste. Oh man, that's great. I'm gonna put them on during dinner. But I, I think that's the core problem I have with this episode is, is having a good idea and then shooting themselves in the foot repeatedly, uh, unforced errors of just like writing dumb stuff that didn't need to be there. It's better without. I like the episode though. It's a good episode. Yeah. yeah, I love this episode. I, I I do see the problems and like the lack of women really disturbs me uh, now. Uh, but it's it's such a I love I love the idea so much of the monster isn't the monster you think it is. And I I really just that's one of my favorite Trek things in the world is when it's the everything from a different point of view. You know, you just have to step out of your own kind of myopic vision of the world and see from somebody else's perspective and then things can be completely different yep and and still just as valid and i love it so much yeah this yeah. is it's a it's a solid trope right and it, it yeah it works super well here I, I just in I, all the track series mm-hmm. oh yeah they, this shows up in lots of places oh yeah, yeah yeah this is this is one of the central theses of track mm-hmm. another interesting thing that happened during the filming of this episode was uh shatner found out his father died yeah, I read that. And, That's yeah, terrible. Yeah, which was kind of a bummer. Um, but he finished shooting and whatever, and he said that, um, or at least Memory Alpha told me things, uh, where basically a lot of the stuff with Spock and the Horda was, was Nimoy trying to make him laugh, just trying to get him to get through the day. So, I mean, that's kind of fun. I just enjoyed that. That, that tidbit. That is interesting. Well, it comes across as just super good. <laughs> yeah, it's it does. And I, I'm sure he did sillier takes that were specifically to make Shatner laugh. But, you know. Other other notes? I my, my am next, out. My next question would be how powerful this thing is. Um, I mean, it's pretty. The Horde is pretty killer. I, I mean, mean I'm, I'm scanning the list. It's going to beat any of the, like, regular humans we've got. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I don't think it's up there with the, like... Harmon, no. Apollo. Yeah. No. So, well, and it's not malevolent. It's just powerful. Yeah. But, I mean, looking around like space amoebas and Kalos, right? I think Kalos yeah. is a great comparison because Kalos is also... And, and then maybe Kalos is one of these where, like, we don't know what Kalos is made out of. Um, we have nothing. True. And and the fact that they don't talk about it and they say he is what he is um, is much cleaner in that one. Um, yes. Just to compare on those. That I think if they just backed away from some of the over explanation in this one it would be cleaner <laughs> um but that's a question like is this thing versus Kalos? man which one was Kalos again Kalos was the uh the most beautiful or most ugly thing in a box oh yeah um i would say that this is more dangerous because Kalos is restricted well, to the box it's more it's more dangerous physically Kalos yep. is more dangerous mentally yes yeah so it's just a different thing, I think. I think it's. Well, I think they're on par. I do. I think they're. I tied. think they're pretty close. Um, but but this oh, the horda kills a lot more people. But the trick was, I think we decided that Kalos was um, essentially non-corporeal, right? That he was a yeah, gas right. cloud that was held in a yeah. box. And we, I think we talked about that. If you just destroyed the box, what would happen? It'd be yeah. like, oh, he'd just be free, and then everything that looks at him would go mad. <laughs> um, that the box is really there for your protection, not his. Well, but. With him, with Kalos, things just go mad. With the Horda, things die. Yeah, but if, well, but what's worse? Well, and the trick would be if die. If we're saying that the <laughs> no, the I don't know um, that's true. that the Horda sees with some sort of sense, then if it did destroy his box and then it, he was Kalos just floating there, the argument would be that the Horda would go mad. Um, but maybe not because maybe it sees different. Well, but Kalos is kind of telepathic too, so yeah. But the trick is, there is, they could have killed the Horda. The argument they were kind of making is that Kalos is largely unkillable. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Right. I'm fine with, I'm fine with the Horda right below. Yeah, I, I think it's cool. up there, though. I think they are close. And that would be a... I, I, the comparisons between them are interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Cool. Well, what about Bingo? Please say I'm a doctor was on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... First, do we want to do clarifiers, or do you want to guess whether we got it or not, or what? I guess no. Come on, this is your favorite episode. You have to say yes. Fine, I guess yes, but I really think no. <laughs> All right, I guess no, because I was able to trick Chelsea into saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I just have two clarifiers I want to talk about. So 
weapons don't work. Um, they function, but they don't particularly work on the Horda. So does that count? I don't think so. No, because I think it's in the spirit of like they're you go to like someone's trigger, like controlling happens. them. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's cool. Uh, I was leaning that way, but yeah. Uh, and then the other one is all right. This is this one's a little bit philosophical. So the Prime Directive. Um, I, I you're not supposed to interfere with other cultures, creatures, blah 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 blah. It can't be part of the Prime Directive to realize that this is like the only creature like this in existence, and we should kill it. Like, I I and. Uh, I, I think know. they violate the Prime Directive. Like, that's my thing. I'm like, are they violating the Prime Directive and being like, let's murdelate it? Like, yeah, I think I so. I kind of think they are. But then they don't. They don't do it initially, but like they and talk I don't, about I don't think it they a have lot. A, I don't think the conversation is about Prime Directive, though. It's no, not, it's not. I just... So if but the, if that's a bingo square. If the square has anything to do with Prime Directive, then I think we're not there. Okay, that's fine. Mm, I kind of do. Even if they don't mention it. I don't know. I just, I was thinking about it as I was listening to them being like, murder, and then Spock with his, you know, it's a crime against science and all the stuff. But I, I just wanted to bring it up. I mean, they, they killed the the uh, things in Operation Annihilate. Well, which is, well, those were A, terrible, and B, not necessarily, like, the only thing of their kind with which they have established, like, intelligence and stuff. Like, I don't know. I I, I, I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, I'm I'm fine saying it's it doesn't count, but I just wanted to bring it up and say things. Um. So anyway, uh, we super did not get bingo. There is <laughs> no nothing. Duh. There is. I mean, besides Spock does say fascinating a couple times. There's a captain's log, and I'm a doctor is there, but that is basically it. Like there, and like red shirt dies, but there was no red shirt square on this one. Um, but I mean, there's no women, so Kirk can't make without with anybody. And like, Kirk actually doesn't really do a Kirk speech, which is mildly true, surprising. True. And like, unfortunately, there is at no point does does Bones say he's dead, Jim, which I, I think missed opportunity, frankly. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just yeah, there's just not much in this one by way of cliches, which is usually a hallmark of a better episode. So yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, no, most super, unfortunate, super. Super not. <laughs> well, yeah, all, I, all the weird things they shoehorned in are kind of one-offs. Yeah. yeah. All, it's all the, yeah. Are you going to take out the real live hat? Yes, the real live hat's a block. It's a real live hat. I can see it. Yeah. You say that every time like it's true. Like you it believe is, it in I your do, heart. I do believe it. It's in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take something good. Not, not bad. I have no control. I would just like to bring up that I have no control. I really do just randomly pull out a bag. All right. Ooh, actually. Um, so next time, you guys, we're going back to season one. Uh, we're in season one all still. Yeah, oh, that's we're right. Staying. Uh, we're staying in season one. <laughs> uh, episode 14, Balance of Terror. Ooh. Yeah. The Enterprise must decide nice. on its response response when a Romulan ship makes a destructively hostile armed probe uh, of Federation territory. So the Romulans show up, you guys. Guys, this I think I have a, a board for this one. That's We're a very good episode. At least in my memory. So. Yeah. I think that this is this one is of the ones episode. I decide for extra credit. This is going to be good. Yeah, Balance of Terror. That's a good good Romulan introduction, I think. I think it's the first episode with Romulans. Yeah. I do believe so, yes. I'm pretty positive it is. Um, because it's a really early one, so yeah. This yeah, they be... don't even know what Romulans look like. Yeah, they're I don't super... remember what they look like in. I don't remember what they look like they're, in TOS. They're, they're Vulcan human-y. light. Human-y. Yeah, they're Vulcan light. Basically, they're basically Vulcan. Yeah, they really kind of. Well, they talk about how they're like descended from the same species or whatever in later series. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. But yeah. So next time, meet the Romulans with us, guys. Uh, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Beam Three, on Instagram Three to Beam Up, and um the Facebook page, which is where we do most of our social media ing. Um, Three to Beam Up. Like us there and subscribe and all of that fun stuff, and come back next time for Balance of Terror.